What is up? What is up? What is up? What is up? I'm sorry. If that was loud, loud in your headphones, I'm sorry. I just had to wake you up. I missed you a lot. I really have. I've missed you very much. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to our little gathering in the woods where we talk about things that are important when the rest of the world deems these things awkward or embarrassing to talk about when they're in public or around their family. Welcome back to Becoming the Character. Okay. We're superheroes, supernatural human beings, icons, living legends, learn how to distribute their lore and narratives into society and, well, become created. Where their backstory, uh, their origin story, where they come from the dust like the phoenix is written. Welcome back. Um, did anybody see the fights last weekend? I don't remember which weekend. It must have been last weekend. Well, uh, the MMA, UFC fights. Did you see those fights last weekend? Man, it was a rough weekend. Not for me, but for a lot of people it was a very rough weekend. A lot of people's heroes put it all on the line in the, you know, in those battles. And, and they got torn to pieces. They got dashed in ways that many people didn't expect. Um, For the second time in a row, I think it was UFC 264. Conor McGregor, a lot of people's hero, a character in itself, written out of lore and narrative distributed by the media of the UFC, was up to bat once again for UFC 264 against Dustin Poirier um, in the main event. Um, A lot of people believe in this man. A lot of people have all their hopes and dreams and aspirations buried in this person because he is a caricature, an extension of who it is they themselves want to be in this lifetime. Um, and in that, there's a lesson for this podcast. Um, when it comes to becoming a character like Conor McGregor, um, I think there's something about his story that we really have to pay attention to, that we really have to dissect. Um, he's been on a dominant streak. You know, I go through them, you know, I'm, I'm not a mega fan, but I'm not a casual either. And uh, a lot of people say that he captured hearts in totality when he dashed Otto into the ground with a few blows and put him on out of there, despite being a tyrant for, you know, decades and decades of time. Um, he was like a shooting star, man. He rose to glory with such dominance and, and brilliance that, you know, a lot of people's hearts were enamored and will forever be enamored by this person's skill. But when he signed the Floyd Mayweather deal and took all that money, hundreds of millions, um, things changed for Conor McGregor. You know, uh, a lot think that before that was the pinnacle of his career in terms of trash talk, banter, you know, ways of being, fighting, everything. Um, even with his last press conference, a lot of people are like, man, he doesn't even banter the same. Because shortly after that, he took the fight with Habib Nurmagomedov, and um, he got hit with, I believe it was a neck crank. And um, he lost that fight. You know, um, I think about it with, with a character like that, man. And I, I, I've, I've experienced this. I, I believe in a lot of people. Like Jordan Burroughs was one of, you know, is one of my heroes. And, you know, whenever he loses or Lomachenko, um, whenever these people lose, like, it, it, it breaks your heart. It really breaks your heart. Um, it's a hard thing to watch somebody that you believe in step up the bat and, and fail in front of a mass audience. You would feel the pain and hurt that they go through as they exit the arena and vanishes into the dark. Um, 
it felt that way for a lot of people when Conor McGregor lost to Habib. Um, but when a character, somebody like that, loses, one of the things that you immediately expect is backlash. You know, especially if they are polar character. Or you expect this backlash. Or you expect this trash talk. You expect people to fall from the wayside and kind of blend in with the crowd and stop supporting that person and hating on them. But when he lost to Habib, people were determined to make him great again. To see him great again. They say, oh, it was a fluke. Next time, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next match and he'll probably be up for a title. Even though, even legends lose. They say the same thing for Israel Adesanya. I like him a lot as well. Um, in the next fight, Conor McGregor went up to bat and he completely dusted Cowboy with his shoulder blows. Boom, boom, boom. Hit him with a couple shoulder blows, put him down, I believe, in round one. And he looked like the great, you know, tyrant he once was all over again. In the next match, he had Dustin Poirier, or Poirier, however you pronounce this dude's name. Country boy from Louisiana. And, um, man, it was so much hype leading up to this match, man. People were like, oh, that's a new mythical fighter, a new mythical personality, a new character. Nice Conor McGregor. Um, he was coming out with Tony Robbins and everything. Dustin Poirier shocked the world. He knocked McGregor cold out. Had this man sleeping on the floor. They made a chain after him, a diamond chain. Jake Paul made a diamond chain. I like Jake Paul a lot, by the way. Wait, no. No, I don't. No, I don't like Jake Paul a lot. Uh, he's done some shady things. I believe some shady things were reported so I take that back but um a lot of people don't like him because he's a troll and I'm like that's that's kind of stupid you know he's just doing what he does and makes money um but if he has committed some unforgivable accident that is what it is but you know Poirier shocked the world boom 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 dashed him a couple blows McGregor was sleeping on the canvas uh leading up to the second match man it's it's, it's same routine as the previous ones and this is something that you wouldn't expect you know after some in the face of reality that someone may be possibly over the hill you would expect people to kind of accept that reality but leading into this you know the trilogy the tiebreaker the rubber match people are like Conor McGregor steal the goat you know he caught him slipping he tricked him he did all these things he still the goat um in this last weekend Conor McGregor slept at the plate um really got dominated got dogged got beat to a pulp in the first round um, and in the second round, his uh, his leg bone, his tibulae, I believe they called it. I don't know what that is. Snaps in half, and um, he's carried out. Ironically, uh, you know, as opposed to what he said, you know, contrary to what he said, what happened about Dustin, he's carried, he's carted out of the arena on on a on a stretcher and um, in an embarrassing fashion, shouting all types of things that I would never even repeat in my life. Like you don't say that about somebody. Those are terrible, awful comments. Um, it was a moment of, of disgrace. You know, it was a true moment of disgrace. And uh, it's the moments like these where you think, this is it. This is the end of this person's career. But what is it that happens instead? I go on the social media, and over the last few days, I'm thinking, like, there's no way, like, people are still going to support this guy. He's 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 broken. Like, he shattered. Like, this is it. Like, this was probably one of the weirdest and oddest and most embarrassing ways anybody can go out. You know, props for him for stepping up the plate and taking the fight. He is a fighter. Um, and just because you lose a single match, you aren't less world class. But, man, it's tough, especially after all you said, to continue to root for this person. People are still in the comment section going ham on the keyboard. Why is that? 
I remember I was in high school a long time ago chasing the state title. And I wanted more than anything to be a state champion. I told everybody about it. I was the wrestling guy. That's all that my life was governed by. And I told everybody. It was this guy I sat, 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 sat behind me in uh, IMP. It was an economics class. And I used to tell I told him for four years straight, I'm going to be a state champion. I'm going to be a state champion. And he believed in me. You know? Um, and it's everybody's worst fear that when they create their character, um, because in creating a character, in creating the lore and the narrative that, that builds this character and who they are, um, there's a lot of risk. There has to be odds. There has to be something to go against, right? Um, and everybody's like, okay, there's something to go against with, like, create, when creating a character. But if I fail in going against that thing, if I fail going against the overwhelming enemy, then that'll be a embarrassing blow. That'll be a hit to my confidence. No one will believe me. And, and I, you know, it, it, it'll look like a stain. I'll be a failure for the rest of my life if I don't, you know, clear this gap and make it. You know, in the last final moments when you're supposed to defeat the enemy, if you lose... You look awful. You look terrible. And, and, and you got egg on your face in front of the entire world. That was my concern when it was the state title. I was like, man, I've told everybody I was going to win this. If I fail, how can I ever come home and show my face to my town? And I remember fighting and fighting for the state title, going back and forth and going back and forth. And when I was a senior year, I was at the height of my powers. And I didn't win the county title, but it's okay. The guy, a friend of mine, his name's Rob. Uh, who I lost to in the county finals by a point. He wasn't going to go on to the state tournament in our division because he was 3A, 4A. We were 1A, 2A. We were a smaller, weaker division. Um, and so it should be a clear, straight shot to the state title. He was the only person really that contended with me that entire year. Um, that was in our, that you know, no one in our division actually had given me a tough match that year. So I thought I was going to sail to a state title. We go to the regionals the next week. I, I win regionals pretty, pretty dominantly. My last, I think my last match was the only match that I actually had contention, and it was about 6-3. Every other match was pinned near Tech Fall, things like that. Um, at this point in time, I'm like, you know, 30 and 3 or something like that, just, just dogging people. So we go to the state title, man. It was a complete mirror match in that first episode. The first match up, man, this was, this was like, like every, like, I remember entering the state tournament and looking down at like, it was called Coalfields House. This is big stadium it has a roof on it though it's this huge stadium just six it was eight wrestling mats across the floor like i've never seen anything like it fans packing out the stadium through the roof um i remember going into weigh in man and the people in my weight class weighing in got cauliflower and things like that i'm like i was completely like illusion like it felt like i was in a dream because i had imagined this for four years straight i told people i'd be here for four years straight and i was here and it was time to do what i had been been preparing to do all my life um and to make a long story short um i got up to in the, in the first match and so i was the, the champion in my region and so i was going in the against the number four fourth placer in in another region okay because that's how seating charts work his name was matt skiyama he had an awful record i'm pretty sure um not awful but not a great record and um it was a mirror match you know i remember going and tying up with him in that match and he hit me with my own move and i was just like what did he just do <laughs> like um you know uh that match, I'll say this, he was the better wrestler. And I ended up losing to him by maybe a few points. I don't really remember. Um, and I remember going up in the stadium and just looking down at the audience, just thinking it was over. You know, just really eyes watering, just sitting there with my head my head in my hands, just looking just complete. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's that moment when they raise the opponent hands and you realize the dream is gone within this reality and there's nothing that you could ever do to change it. it completely just puts you in an entire different headspace that you've never been into i felt like i was in a literal dream a literal nightmare just looking at everybody 
all these dreams, people raising their hands, being crushed, being made, everything happening in mere seconds, like, and everything would be done by Monday, and I wouldn't be amongst the champions. I remember just, just, just completely being shocked sitting in the audience. Um, it's over, and when I come home, I have to tell people it's over, and everything that I stood for as the wrestling guy will come crashing down. Um, and so I went home, and I, you know, I, I didn't really want to speak about it at first. But uh, the guy that sat next to me in IMP, he asked me, he said, hey, how, how'd states go? I forgot all about that. And I was like, yeah, man, uh, I lost. I didn't place. And uh, he was like, dang, man, dang, Dallas, man, you, you really let everybody down, man. You dropped the ball. And I was like, yeah, I know. And uh, I kind of played it cool, but it was really a dagger in my heart. And, you know, I was prepared for this to be my life going forward. Um Oddly enough, man, a few months pass, and I've had since then, um, in that span of time, a lot of conversations about wrestling, what I did. It was one particular conversation. I believe I was at the senior picnic. I don't remember when I was chilling with a homie of mine. His name was Jermaine, and he was talking about wrestling or talking about wrestling to somebody. I don't remember who it was. And he was like, yeah, man, you won't wrestle my man's Dallas. You won't wrestle my man's Dallas. He's a state champion. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you're a state champion, man. And I'm like, yeah, no, I won regionals. I was a state champion. He was like man, that's the same thing. He is a state champion. I'm like, yeah, you know, um, oddly enough, that was a conversation in that span of years that repeated a lot of times. A lot of people said I was a state champion. A lot of people bragged that I was a state champion. I had never won a state title. I corrected all of them, but to most of them, it didn't really seem to make a difference. Ain't that weird? This is the thing I'm trying to illustrate. It's the same thing that happened to Conor McGregor memory or memories and events throughout history and time they're not based in fact when it comes to people every event and every memory is a matter of perception and with events that have come and gone it doesn't matter what happened in the event itself all that matters is what people perceive of that event Perception is manipulable. It's mal- perception is malleable. You can change it and it can go up and down and left and right and it can squish and expand. If you can change perception, what actually happens in reality is neither here nor there. Even the friends of mine who know definitively that I won a regional title, they speak very highly of what I did on the mat. Same way people observe Conor McGregor and what has happened to him throughout his career. And even if he loses the next one, people will speak very highly of what it is that he did. And so what I'm trying to explain to you is whereas a lot of people when creating their character, they have a lot of pressure. They put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform, to win every event, to be the greatest of the great. And yeah, these things matter to us to some degree. But truth be told, greatness isn't a matter of what it is that you've done. It is to a degree. I don't want to say it isn't. But more important than that is how you make people feel about you right because here's the phenomenon that's happening it's called state congruent memory okay our memories and everything that we believe in our memories like it like a lot of the memories we have are false memories they're not real memories of what actually happened okay you ever think of the past and the experience you had with a person and you feel negative about it like man that person sucks you ever think of the past and experience that you had with a person that same person those same memories and on a different day, you're like, man, this was the best time of my life, right? Or even in a relationship, you ever have somebody like love everything about you one day and hate everything about you the next? Nothing changed. The history 
that, that, that these people gather data from to make an assessment of you hasn't changed. The only thing that changed is their perception of it. And what state congruent memory is, is the way you remember and perceive events that have gone is based on the state you're currently in. Right. And so if you're happy, you have a tendency to remember the memories associated with a person or event in the moment happily. If you're in a bad mood or in a bad place with this person, you know, your selective attention tends to focus on the negative events of that person. Right. And so ultimately, where everyone tries to put a lot of pressure on themselves to be the GOAT, to win, to win, to win, to perform and to be this person, to be this illustrious figure who never loses, the only figure in history that has never lost is the figure that most people is the figure that people are fond of the only person in his only figure in history that has never lost is the figure that captivated the minds and hearts of the people to to Carter McGregor fans man truthfully he's never lost to LeBron haters every ring is a Mickey Mouse ring and so it's really less of a matter of winning everything you don't have to put that pressure on yourself you don't have to be perfect it doesn't matter that you failed what matters is how fondly people remember you or how great you make people feel. And so it's a good thing because your history doesn't matter. How much you fail doesn't matter. Your, what you've been through doesn't matter. What you're going to, how you perform in the future doesn't matter. What matters is getting down to the core of people, making people in their core happy and fond and captivated by you. And that involves really just being a good person, being kind to people, making people smile, being good to people, not being the best at everything. And so I say this to hopefully take a little bit of pressure off you that if you've got to perform, if you failed in the past, if you had a miserable journey up to this point, if the people love you, they'll remember only the best of what you've done is the point that I'm making. State congruent memory. So focus on their state and uh, not your hit, you know, and not your propensity to succeed and win all the time succeeding is winning is important but really you have to focus on affecting people's hearts think about even recently with the donald trump thing um narratives when it comes to elections spring up like wildfire when it came to the elections in 2016 with donald trump winning um democrats just assumed that it must be definitively rushing hacking right but when donald trump loses and joe biden wins you know, while we're Republicans in 2016 was like, no, it's no way attacking. Both sides assumed a different position. Now Democrats are like hacking is impossible. And Republicans are like hacking is absolutely possible. Right. Despite the fact that each presidential candidate had lost in either either case, you know, uh, the love, the admiration and support for that person and the recounting of what happened in that event. It wasn't a matter of that person not being good enough. It was cheating or it was unfair. Or it was mistrials or whatever it may be. All the bad qualities, all the fault and blame that may be assigned to a person had vanished into thin air and continues to do so. When it comes to a rally with Donald Trump, people still go to his rally. Still, people still pack out his rallies. People still love him just as much as the day he first won his first, the election in 2016. And so it's not about your history. It's not about your track record. It's about touching people's hearts and making them feel something. And if you can do that, then you'll never have to lose again. So focus on how making people feel good. And the good thing about making people feel good, making people happy, making people admire and love and be captivated by you, 
is that that is an ability possessed by everyone. You have no excuse not to be the best character that you can be. With that being said, I have to go upstairs and take care of my girlfriend. Um, This is the Becoming the Character podcast, okay? And I'm so grateful to have you here. Before I conclude this podcast, I want to say I have a Facebook group, okay? Or we're doing a summit, rather. And when it comes to becoming a better character, um, there are legends in the world who've already done so. They have millions and millions of dollars. They have the largest followings. They have the loyalty wallets in, in, in adoration of, of really the masses. They People adore them. They love them. And they pay them infinitely just for being them. And their business and their message is propagated through the world and prospers therefore. Um, there are giants in the world, cult leaders when it comes to being magnetic and captivating the minds of people. And I'm doing a live interview with a lot of them asking them how it is that they become this person. Because they're not this person when they go home. How it is that they step into this character, this role, this icon, and be a magnate when the time arises? How is it they build their self? How did they, how did they build up their qualities to be just that way? Um, I'm interviewing a lot of these people live in a three-day summit called the Becoming the Character Summit. Summit will be live for three days. After that, it may be gone forever. So if you want to access this summit for free, go to down, down in the description below in any podcast platform and it'll be a Facebook group link. It's called the Becoming the Character Club. Click the link to go to the Facebook group and in there you'll get free access to the Becoming the Character Summit. This is something that you do not want to miss, okay? If you want to become an icon in your life like Elon or Steve Jobs, this summit is gonna teach you how, okay? Go down in the description below and click the link, okay? And join the Becoming the Character Facebook Club. We're gonna go live every day and give Q and A's and questions that that I'll then relate to the you know the speakers on the summit, um, and also we're just going to go live every day and, and talk and give tips and strategies that I've learned from interviewing some of these people already within the Facebook group. So you want to go to the Facebook group and make sure you do that. Um, but again, this is Dallas Prater. This is the Becoming the Character podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, rate, review, and subscribe. And that's all I really have to say today. Thank you so much. Peace out.